0: Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the middle of absolutely nowhere. My name is Matt Hensley, and I'm the pastor of Mayhill Baptist in Mayhill, New Mexico, and I'm also the managing editor of Lifeway Pastors, a division of Facts and Trends. And I'm
1: joined by none other than the one, the only, Dr. Kyle Bierman. Pastor of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and Director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And together, we bring a combined 33 years of ministry experience, which some people would say makes us experts. We make no such claim. But I would
0: make the claim... We are experts in what? uh, Not to do. That's right. Uh, Everything we say on this podcast, if you just do the opposite, your church will be the next Bellevue. That's that's exactly right. uh, But we are glad you're here, and I'm glad to be back. Uh, Yeah, you
1: were out for uh, a week.
0: I I was out, yeah. I was in uh, the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, which, by the way, is uh, one of our uh, sponsors. We're grateful for them. I had a great time. Uh, in one of my D-Men seminars, this time with Dr. David Lewis Allen, uh, who I affectionately affectionately call DLA. And uh, we had a great time in a text-driven preaching seminar. And uh, it was hard. It was good. And I preached this Sunday just thinking, uh, would Dr. Allen critique my sermon is partially <laughs> one that we listened to during the class, but, uh, but it was great. Got to see a lot of the uh, professors and uh, one of the neat things about Southwestern is you certainly have uh, unparalleled uh, academic uh, prowess there, but you also have a pastoral heart and uh, Monday morning, we weren't even an hour into our class and I got a text that you do not want to ever receive that said, we're okay, but, and then I opened it up and had found out that Rebecca had a very bad wreck in El Paso and, uh, it was kind of put a downer on everything and really put a damper on the whole week. Uh, and, and then I'll make a note about Southwestern on that, but what was kind of sad for the girls, they, they look forward to these seminars because we always leave after church Sunday morning and we will usually go and they get to pick where we eat. And it's usually either, Golden Corral or Texas Roadhouse or a uh, Whataburger. And and when they choose that, then I know that they really want something. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, we, we ended up at Golden Corral. We had a great time. And, uh, but then in the morning they, they end up going off with Rebecca usually to the zoo yeah. or something along those lines. Just have fun in El Paso in a small taste of Texas. Uh, and that's the closest we can really get to Texas. That's true. And that, uh, that did not happen this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they, uh, they were t-boned at an intersection and uh small, you know, cuts and scrapes and, and all of that, but they are okay. Yeah. Uh, the car is not, uh, the car <laughs> yeah. did win the, the other car yeah. did not win, yeah. but he was okay as well. And, uh, they, uh, real, real need God thing. Real, real quick, before we dive in, yeah. uh, there was a army medic, uh, that came out of Fort Bliss near where this intersection was and saw the wreck, came out, rushed into the scene and did first aid and, and took care of them and all of that and then took the the girls and Rebecca to her home and cooked chicken nuggets for the girls and then Rebecca just kind of sat there and kind of decompressed a bit. Well, as they were talking, turned out in that very same intersection, uh, that lady's husband Uh, had been in a wreck and passed away about two months before. And so she was actually back from the, uh, the battlefield uh, because of the funerals and all of that kind of stuff and is going back in a week. And she just shared how this really gave a very uh, you know, kind of a, a happy ending to a very bitter time. She's about to leave, you know, and, and there's some uncertainty there. And, but this gave some closure in the very same intersection, all of that to help somebody and ultimately find out that they are okay and uh, because her husband didn't have that and uh, it was overnight and it was a difficult situation. So I'm grateful that Rebecca is okay, but that brings us back to the Southwestern part is I just said, Hey guys, I need to slip out. Uh, My wife was in a wreck and and I made it out to to call her and check on her and calm her down and uh, I came back in and Dr. Allen prayed with me. And then Uh throughout the week, different professors, some that I didn't even know that knew me, uh, would pull me aside and say, hey, how's Rebecca? How's Rebecca? How are the girls? Checking on on me and and reminding me that what's of most importance is not the text-driven seminar, uh, but is my uh, family. And uh, and so I was grateful for that. Dr. Greenway, Colby Adams, all of the different guys really pitched in to help, offering to help however they could. If if I needed to leave home, if they needed to take me to the – airport, all of that. Uh, They, they've been over backwards to help. And uh, so I'm grateful for that. And obviously I'm biased and we're contractually obligated to (laughs) recommend Southwestern, but even beyond that and beyond being a student there, uh, just knowing how much they care for the students, just their intellectual pursuits in their spiritual pursuits, but who they are as individuals emotionally and physically. Uh, they, they were there, they went to visit my, my dad in the hospital, uh, mm-hmm. when I wasn't even there. So, so they do that kind of stuff. And it's a seminary that you need to check out at swibits.edu. This was the easiest plug to make a week <laughs> after being yeah, there that's Week a right. after they really helped. Uh, so check out swibits.edu. And also while I was there, I recorded an episode of preaching source, And uh, we encourage you to check out Preaching Source as well. They're on Twitter and their blog. Uh, If if it was just for the structures that they offer or some of the materials there, it would be great uh, in reason to bookmark. But with the podcast and with the blog, it is a must-read, a must-listen for those that that do want to improve. And hopefully that is everybody that is listening to this podcast. Uh, I hope there's nobody that's listening to this that ever thinks that they have arrived. Uh, you will not arrive even when you're 80 years old. So keep at it, keep working at it, and that's a great website to check out as Preaching Source. Uh, but uh, but that's enough of that. Yeah. Uh, well, this, I was going to uh, say
1: uh, while while you were gone, I also uh, we, we, we we discovered that you are completely replaceable on the podcast. I'm glad, man. <laughs> with because with an 11 year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did great. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, so if you have not listened to that episode, it, that one was a lot of fun with uh, mm-hmm. Dusty Marshall and. And my son, Noah, talking about LARPing. And and what's fun, uh, so Dusty had an event, this, a LARPing event this last week, AmpGuard event. And he said that people at this event were coming up and talking to him about that podcast episode. That's so, awesome. Um, and, and it provided opportunities for him to share the gospel because people were hearing him talk about it. And I, I you
0: know. still think it was a missed opportunity. You could have called it the Nerf sword in Trowel. Oh, look at that.
1: Never even, on, man. man, now that is, that's, that's, why the, value. that's, that's why, the value. That that's why I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah.
1: how, how's the family? Man, we're good. Um, we are knee deep in another musical. I, th- I think I've shared that yeah. before. So uh, um, Haley is involved in gymnastics and in musical. And of course, we are in the middle of homeschooling. And so it's fun. It's a, it's a busy time uh, in our lives right now, but it's, it's, it's really good.
0: How about you? Well, I mean, uh, we're doing good. Like I said, everybody's uh, everybody's re- uh, better and yeah. and uh, feeling good. And, and Rebecca will never drive in El Paso yeah. ever again. Yeah. And uh, so we'll have to find another place uh, to fly <laughs> out of, I guess. But uh, no, we're doing well. And uh, and I, I will tell our loyal listeners, as great as Noah was, I plan to persevere with hmm. this podcast. Right. I'm going to see it through. Yeah. Yep. and uh and the reason i make that odd um yep. statement is because
1: today we we're talking about persevering yep. in hey, rural speak, churches speaking We've, of persevering I have, I have i want you to make a prediction okay so we're yeah. recording this on monday we are in the middle of the baseball postseason and and today's game did not go quite the way that you would have liked yeah it but to the astros are still astros. gonna win it in five okay so that was gonna be my that was gonna be my question to you is uh this goes live on monday the ALDS, if it goes all five games, ends on Thursday night. So what is your prediction? How, how do these next couple of days play out?
0: So so we, we're going to win the next game against the Rays. We'll, okay. we'll beat them. Beat them and, tomorrow. Uh, okay. I, I believe I'll go ahead and go on record to say we're going all the way, and it's going okay. to be us. And uh, I haven't seen how the Braves are doing today, but I really okay. think that the Braves could win. And uh, if they win their series – then I believe it's going to be the Astros and the Braves. And I know that it's going to go five games. And uh, that's my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. And uh, I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter if it's the Nationals, the Dodgers, whoever else nationally once you're
1: going care. Escrows, five games. Five. Okay.
0: five games because that's what i put on the
1: uh, mlb little bracket challenge yeah my so. my bracket died uh, i didn't make it out of the I actually i didn't make before. it out of the first wild card game <laughs> and then my second <laughs> wild card game fell apart too i made it through eight innings eight innings your was bracket great. Seven and your and bracket,
0: did no, did your bracket did not persevere. Your bracket did not. persevere. Neither so, did Zach Grinky. Hashtag no. uh,
1: David Platt. Yeah. He did
0: not persevere those, through this game. Those, at those all. two,
1: man, I I, I I have a picture of that. I love to post that because Zach Grinky and David Platt are doppelgangers. Man, very yeah. much so. So okay, yeah. we're, we're ta- so so. You believe your Astros are going to persevere despite uh, despite a tough game today, and not yeah. only get but, out of the ALDS but win the World Series. Okay. Yeah. All right. This we find the word about. To follow it. the next couple of weeks. I don't care. I, uh, We're gonna win it. We're gonna I, win. It. And I am. I am all in on anyone but the Astros. Okay. <laughs> and the Yankees, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it's Astros, well, so the Astros and Yankees won't be in the World Series together, right? If If they, yeah, there's um, no way they, they'll both be here. But if 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 both of them make it into the ALCS, I'm a National League fan from here on out. Yeah. And I would actually, yeah. I would like to see the Braves win because uh, that means that Ron Washington would get his ring that he was denied uh, so harshly in 2011, but we won't talk about that. I, I can't afford another round of counseling about.
0: Can we talk about our topic now? Yes.
1: Let's talk. Yeah. So persevering. We've been talking about it. We're talking about persevering. You're talking about it's Ron Washington in- that's how baseball goes. This is how <laughs> but, podcasts go, man. Because Ron Washington has persevered <laughs> despite his time with the Rangers. So, all right. So we're talking about persevering in rural churches. Um, And we one thing that we can say about ministry, regardless of if you 're in a, a tiny rural church or if you 're in a mega church I, I think the the common denominator there is that ministry is hard right it it, it 's going to be hard regardless if you're if you 're the only pastor for ninety miles or if you have seventeen pastors on staff with you ministry's hard so every pastor, regardless of what size church you 're in, has probably had a day where you, you wake up and you just think, man, I, I'm not sure I can do this uh, today. Maybe that's on a Monday morning. Maybe that's on Sunday at 1230 as you're walking, you know, as, you're, as you're heading home after church, just going, man, I don't, I don't know if I can do this again. Um, and, and we've shared, and we share in the book, this is not something that we have done so well up to this point. We, we have not persevered very well. I'm, I'm currently in my longest pastorate at just over three and a half years. Um, I believe you're approaching yours, is that right At, at, May, at around years or so okay so um we we decided not to write this as experts because again, we are experts at what not to do right <laughs> of leaving leaving too soon. We could tell you how to do that and 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 a little bit about how not to do that so we uh, we interviewed two pastors in our association who have both been at their church uh, for at least twenty years one just celebrated twenty years um the other uh, Hayden Smith at Carozzo New Mexico just celebrated his 30th anniversary a couple of months ago. Um, so, so Matt, talk us through some of the keys. But before we dive into their content, talk us through some of the keys that you've learned about persevering or, or the lack thereof. I, I, either way, what what's what 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 do you what wisdom do you have for us?
0: I, I think here. Well, that's a scary thought. <laughs> what wisdom do I have? Uh, you know, for for me. I think you have to be very carefully ever labeling in in your mind spiritually mentally all of that kind of stuff emotionally anybody as a foe. Uh, mm. We have one foe, uh, and and that is Satan. Period. Yeah. Uh, my mother in law gets close, but but we have <laughs> one foe, one foe, and and it's easy when when the going is, is smooth. You know, you come in and everybody loves you and you just have these great sermons and then you hit like that first time that somebody disagrees with you. And it might just be, you know, that you, you said something grammatically incorrect in your sermon, but suddenly somebody has, has disagreed with you and and you kind of chalk them out as, as a foe, chalk them up to being a foe. Yeah. And, and then maybe it becomes a, a real disagreement. You know, you've made a decision uh, that any decision that you make in a church of, you know, our size, 130, 140 or so, any decis- decision that I make is going to be uh, d- disagreed with most likely by at least somebody, yeah. uh, or, or maybe they would do it differently. And so then that person becomes a foe, and then that list grows bigger and bigger and suddenly you think you're, there's this whole army opposed to you and, and just hate your guts. And, uh, and when, when you think of somebody that disagrees with you as a foe and, and then that list maybe happens, you know, occasionally down the road and then a few more people, suddenly you're like, man, nobody loves me anymore. You know, why am I even here? And, uh, I I could be at, you know, first Baptist Alamogordo and and anything would improve, you know, what they have. And so you start (laughs) thinking about the grass somewhere else. And, uh, but, but when you think of somebody as somebody that's just disagreeing with you, they, they don't hate you. They, you know, they might, (laughs) but they, they probably don't. They just has a a differing opinion, just like you and I, we differ on so many things, but we we never count each other as a foe, but for some reason in the church, because of pride and because of insecurity and things like that, it's easy for pastors to think that somebody that just disagrees becomes a foe. And that's not the case. We need to think of them as still a brother in Christ. Not only that, they're a member of the same family of God that I've been called to. And so we're brothers in a far more deeper and meaningful way, and And I need to reason with them. And And today I was studying uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses one and two, uh, only two verses there where he talks about older men and, and younger men and, and older women and, and younger women. And i made every effort not to make old jokes in there, but, but I failed. But anyway, with, with that, you know, some of those that are going to disagree are going to be older. Right. And if I view them like I view my, my mom and my dad, assuming you have a good rep, you know, re, you know, relationship with your mom or dad, uh, if you view those people like that or in that kind of context, I feel like those disagreements can can be handled far more beautifully uh, because I, you know, my mom and dad, we disagree all the time, but I still know they're going to be my mom and dad. Uh, and the same thing with your church. If you say, Hey, I'm going to disagree with this person, but they're still going to be a member in this church. I'm still going to be the pastor of this church. We have to find a way to get from this disagreement to one month from here, one year from here, uh, five years from here. And so that means that when I take on this disagreement, I'm not going to go in guns a blazing, uh, just to fight to win. I need to win this person and win them over, uh, so that I can last. And, uh, sometimes the best way to persevere is, uh, some great funerals to happen over time. Uh, let's be honest. But at the same time, those that aren't in that situation, We've got to decide that, hey, this, this battle over Memorial Day or whether or not you wear a tie or, or you know, maybe you use the wrong translation, stuff like that, that, man, in the grand scheme of things, over the course of 52 uh, weeks, they don't matter. No. Over the course of 10 years, they don't matter. And, and I think we're not that person, you know, because we haven't lasted yet. Uh, I'm, I'm two and a half, um, almost three years. You're three and a half years. Uh, it's, it's been a while for, for us at our church, but we're still, we're, we're above average. That's not a good thing, by the way. (laughs) No, we're above average. But at the same time, I, I suspect that if you talk to pastors that have been there for 20 years, it's not because they didn't care. Right, I, I guarantee there's, day, there's days that they wanted to quit, maybe even as recent as a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and I know that because I know people that have been at their churches 20 plus years, and there's still days that they want to quit. Yeah. But they've decided that this is where God has called them to be. And until God releases them clearly, that they have to fight not to win an argument or to win a disagreement or, or whatever, but to win this person over yeah. uh, and, and guide this church forward, knowing that this is where I'm going to be. And, uh, and so I think we wrote in there that we have to resist that temptation for exiting too, too quick to hit that exit ramp, to pull the ripcord. However, we said it, we need to lay down our roots and persevere because there's going to be some great days of ministry and, uh, there's going to be some amazing days, five years down the road. There's going to be some amazing days, 10 years down the road. And I think if we look at it over the course of 10 years of anybody's ministry, maybe except for Jonathan Edwards when you know, he got fired or whatever, uh, you know, there's, there's probably anybody that would say, hey, yeah, there was some bad days. I was attacked, but man, there was some good days. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so one of the things that I did is I keep all of my uh, cards that I get except for the anonymous letters. Those go straight to the trash bin or I burn them, whatever. I don't care. And I've said that publicly. You, you put your name on it. We'll talk. You, you give me an anonymous letter. I don't care. It's burned. I've never read them. Uh, but, but take some of those letters that you get from somebody heartfelt letters of things that they're learning, things that they see you growing in. Uh, because when you come to a church, you're coming to a church with, in our case, over a hundred years of baggage, your case over a hundred years of baggage and like a million dollars of debt. Uh, So, so we're climbing Mount Everest and that's hard enough, almost impossible on its own. But now with, with what we're doing, we're going backwards (laughs) up Mount Everest while carrying 115 years of baggage on my back. That's what it's like pastoring Mayhill Baptist church. And so you're going to fall, you're going to slip, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but you want to get to the top of that mountain, not to be able to say, look at how great Pastor Matt did, or look how great Pastor Kyle did. But I want to see God's name and the glory that he deserves reclaimed at Mayhill Baptist Church. I want to see God's glory uh, replanted and and reclaimed there at Alamogordo. And if we quit too soon, we send this church back to another pastor search committee we send them usually to, to go to the polar opposite of who they had before and then they just swing back and forth and it just continues to decline as, as it has uh, in just about every church that goes through pastors like, like that.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I you know one of my favorite parts of this entire book is in this chapter and it's, um, it's the, the couple of pages there where we include um, what, what those two long-term pastors, Cal West and, and Hayden Smith, had said. Um, you're a liar because what? you
0: said your favorite part was my line about the blood moons.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so, okay. So that was my favorite part. This is my, this, this is my section. second favorite. Okay. Yes, so that was yes, a favorite so line. Favorite, this is your yeah, favorite, favorite section. Part. Yeah. This because, is my
0: favorite because Kyle has no part to do with that's this. That's right. This yeah. I had, I had
1: nothing. To do. This was just, <laughs> this was just me you know recording their responses. Um, yeah. But, but both of them, when, when we asked them what the biggest joy about being in a church long time, um, is, is they both talked about, um, just the joy of, so Cal said becoming a family, right. And, and being able to see uh, kids who grew from literally from the womb to college. So getting to see that entire process. And then, um, and then Hayden who's been at his church in Carozozo, New Mexico for 30 years. said the biggest joy is seeing God work in the lives of people, even though that growth often happens very slowly. And I just think about that you know in the in the process where we may get frustrated because somebody's not growing as fast as we would like them to, to grow, uh, if you're walking with somebody for thirty years you're going to see that growth over a long term um, you know god God spent forty years well he spent forty years in a lot of places he spent forty years developing Moses right to be the leader that 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 he was calling to be he spent forty years um, raising up joshua to to take over for moses and i mean just so even in scripture growth does not happen uh quickly and uh, so it's when when you're in church long term you get to experience that um that that growth in in your folks lives now i'm not going to give the rest because we do want people to buy the book we don't want to give them everything here but at the end we we have some practical points for persevering in a rural church uh and the first one we've already talked about a little bit don't take criticism personally. And I don't know about you. That's extremely hard for me, right? Even in even in things that I have no part in, like if somebody's criticizing the organization, I have a tendency to take that personally because um, we talk about coming in and, and having the baggage. Um, and and I, I I don't know about you. I feel the weight of some of that. You know, we came in with some debt. We came in with some uh, some issues that had been going on for a long time in the church and and. And I feel the weight of that at times on me, even though I had no part in, in making some of those decisions. I still feel the, uh, at times I feel the, the responsibility to, to take care of those. Um, and so that's, that's hard for me to not take criticism personally. How about you? What was your question? Huh. How do you, about you? Take, do, do you take criticism personally? Yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was good stuff. But yeah, everybody does. Yeah. And and that kind of bleeds into number two. But but one of the things that I, I say there on number one is separate the constructive from the destructive. Yeah. Learn what you can from it and move on. Don't dwell yeah. on it. Man, there's there there were seasons in my life, not thankfully by God's grace, not here at Mayhill, when I would be up at the middle of the night. Uh, and I'd wake up and and I couldn't stop thinking about the different mm-hmm. things. And yeah. it didn't matter if it was constructive or destructive. All of it was ultimately destructive at that point uh, yeah. because it was weighing down so much. You you have to separate what what you can learn from it, kind of like eating fish or whatever, where you separate out the bones or whatever. Yeah. You you got to separate that stuff out, learn what you can, and then move on. Don't dwell on it. And and on the flip side, <laughs> don't don't take praise too personally right. either. Right. Uh, and, and we, we talked about that in our seminar at Southwestern, uh, that, uh, when, when you get praised for your sermons, all that kind of stuff that, you know, there's, there's that, uh, even that prideful humility where you want to say, Oh, but, uh, it's all God, it's all, yeah. God," you know, that yeah. kind of just accept it yeah. and then get over to your office or somewhere and get down on your knees and say, God, thank you for working in and through, and more importantly, in spite yeah. of this bearded fool up in Mayhill yeah. because it wasn't me, it was you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank them. But, but man, you have to remember that, yes, they, they, they love you. They want to support you, all that kind of stuff, but you, you owe your very breath to God. Yeah. And so every bit of glory has to go back to him. So don't yeah. only take personalism, uh, don't take that, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. personally your criticism. Yeah. Also, don't take your praise. And yeah. then the second thing to remember is you can't please everybody, even though you want to. Yeah. Hopefully, you you do want to please people. I mean, nobody goes into the church. Let's see if I can make 150 people hate my gut. <laughs> Let's make them all I as can... mad as possible. Nobody, nobody yeah, wants right. to do that. But if you decide, however, especially in decision making, you know what I'm going to preach or the decisions I'm going to make on the church, whether or not I'm going to marry uh, somebody or, or yeah. sp- very real things that are going to happen. If you decide you would rather honor people's likes and dislikes rather than the Lord, your ministry will immediately be impotent. Yep. Instead, as we said in the book, Colossians 3, 17 says, whatever you do in word or indeed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the father through him. Yep. Third one is what? Rest
1: rest take what breaks. i do
0: when kyle talks i take yeah. a nap.
1: <laughs> take yeah take a day off right as as often and, and as consistently as possible take a day off where, where you unplug um okay. make sure you're getting enough sleep um don't be afraid to to take a nap in, in the afternoon if if you need to uh, okay. that's that's so important and not just rest but i mean i would even add in there recreate too that that can be part of rest and rejuvenation right find find some sort of hobby that, that you can pour into that, that helps you recuperate and it helps you take your mind off of, uh, ministry. And, um, and
0: let's be, let's be real that I think you and I are fortunate to have the seven weeks between us. I believe you yeah. still agree, right? And yeah. uh, so there's seven between us, yeah. most that are listening, especially if they're in a replanting uh, situation, maybe by, by vocational. Yeah. So they may not, I, I don't know what kind of, uh, vacation days are going to get there. What kind of vacation days they're going to get at the church? Because they're probably just, they, they want them there 52 uh, days a year or 52 weeks yeah. a year. Uh, if you can't ask for it, ask for some time off. Uh, and, and if you get time off at your business, take it. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you can't, let's say you're that guy that where, wherever you're working, they're, they're working you and, and you rely on that. Uh, see if you can carve out some time just some time in the day and and maybe an evening where it's something where you can take your wife, go to the movies or y'all just stay at home and you put like the, you know, your nice bed sheets over the the dining room table and and it doesn't matter what you eat, but you put some candles on and y'all just have a date there, even though, you know, it's, it's cheap, uh, but it's memorable and it's not church and it's not work and you can just be with your spouse. Uh, she'll appreciate that because she needs it just as much as you do. And then the fourth one I I love uh, specifically because Kyle did so well at this and that's burn your ships. Uh, And uh, when Kyle became the pastor of first, uh, what did you do? Uh, We bought a house. That, yeah. that, that was a big deal. That, you that got we loaded there. up to your eyeballs in yeah. debt, I mean, <laughs> and so so, so I we can... got more in
1: debt. So, yeah. so we, got, we got we took on personal debt. <laughs>
0: yeah, why not? Um, you know, you're just living out the dream, man. You know, yeah, you got the debt. The <laughs> yeah, that's that. it. Uh, you called up Dave Ramsey, said, "What do I do?" And he said, "Oh, get <laughs> yeah. some debt."
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that was a, that was a conscious decision. Uh, that was a big deal on our part, um, both as a symbol to the church that hey, you know, we are we're here, we're all in, but also for us. Um, because I knew, you know, having having served in some in some churches before, um, I, I knew that coming up at the end of a of a six month or a twelve month lease uh, sure would be an easy out, right? To say, you know what, it it would be all right to start sending out some resumes so we can, I mean, our lease is coming up; it would be a good time to 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 head out. And uh, we just didn't want that. So, uh, I mean, we wanted to to tell the church, listen, we're here. You know, we don't have a I mean, there, there is no backup plan. So if this thing goes poorly, I don't know what we're going to do, just like you don't know what you're going to do. Um, and, and then something else for me was deleting my resume, not you know making sure that was not sitting there on my computer somewhere that was easily updated. Um, I wanted to get rid of it. And uh, again, as a, as a personal commitment to myself of, uh, no, I'm here. Like there, there is no easy out. There's not a backup plan waiting for me. No. So, um, how about you? What what what? How have you burnt ships?
0: Uh, I got a bunch of debt and cars.
1: <laughs> you no, sat on uh, yourself there. <laughs> so, so we're
0: we're we're in a uh, parsonage, so we yeah. don't really have that uh, that option. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I did was similar to deleting the resume. I did that as well, but I yeah. just took my name off of those ministry boards because occasionally, even if you weren't getting asked for something, you
1: would get the update. Yeah. You know, you'd get new, weird emails. Yeah. you senior
0: seen your pastor job in your area or something like that. And, uh, so, so I just took my name off of those. There's, there's also a fifth one as we begin to wrap up that, yeah. uh, we didn't put in the book. We'll, we'll have to do a replanting, uh, follow up, but uh, a number five that we need to share. And, and that is the key to persevering in rural churches. Uh, it is, it is the, uh, I don't know. I I think I would be willing to say, if you do this, your church will survive and not even survive. It will thrive. And that is Kyle, you probably know where I'm going with this. Uh, That is if you use the Christian standard Bible. And uh, we're grateful for our sponsorship with the CSB uh, one that blends readability and accuracy. And uh, encourage you to check that out after the show. Lots of new uh, trans or not translations, but versions and editions of it coming out. And uh, you should check it out after the show at csbible.com. And uh, we both use it in our preaching ministries, in our devotionals, uh, when we're making our children uh, write sentences, uh, when they misbehave, all kinds of stuff. And encourage you to check that out. Uh, But if you haven't, uh, check us out on iTunes, subscribe, send us a five-star review if you like what you read, like what you hear, and uh, also check us out on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or on Facebook under our name, Not Another Baptist Podcast. You can also visit us online at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com, and our book is available at uh, Amazon dot com just search for replanting rural churches and uh, you will find our book Uh, it is easy to read fun to read you can read it in an afternoon and maybe you're just at your wit's end and you're thinking uh, I've been listening about this whole persevering thing but I'm ready to quit I'm done well Kyle and I are rooting for you and we want you to stay and so this book will help you have maybe some practical tools uh, for for staying for the long haul because it's worth it uh, it's worth it for your family certainly it's also worth it for your church family god called you there for a reason stay in lay down those roots and uh, see what god's going to do in the future through your church but uh until next time kyle send us out
1: until next time may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. man noah did such a good job on that last. that's a week. good job yep yeah yeah i know I'm, I'm gonna be replaced yep